Boozed and Confused is a comedy and weird topic podcast. Adult language may be used probably by me. While our episode topics may be educational in nature, we are not responsible if your children start dropping the F-bomb to their kindergarten class. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, everybody. Hi. I'm Carol Ann. I'm Matt. And this is Boozed and Confused. Boozed and Confused. Welcome back to another episode. This week, we are going to be talking about aquatic cryptids. What's a cryptid? So if you're unfamiliar with what a cryptid is, the long story short is that it's an animal that people think exists, but it has never been proven. So the most common cryptids are probably your Bigfoots, your Loch Ness Monsters. Mothman. Mothman is real. Let's just set the record straight. Before we get into aquatic cryptids this week, what are you drinking? I decided to leave the world of beer for a day, and I am drinking an old-fashioned, a homemade old-fashioned. Aren't we doing well? Oh, we're doing extraordinarily well because this whiskey is from Costco. Thanks, Costco, for being a sponsor. Just kidding. We don't have any sponsors. Yet. Yet. This week, I decided that I'm pretty much over summer. I binge purchased a bunch of fall candles. Uh, So now I'm drinking an Oktoberfest by Goose Island because in my mind, it's fall. I'm ready for Halloween. I actually put a stein in the freezer today so I can put about three of those Oktoberfests in there later on. For the after show. For the after party, yeah, with the cats. And, And nobody else because we're responsibly social distancing. With all those cool cats and kittens. Carol Baskin is not in our house. That we know of. She might be like a cryptid in our neck of the woods that's a disturbing thought before i actually get into my aquatic cryptid uh, the nature of cryptids themselves are kind of mysterious anyways uh the aquatic part turns out is just as mysterious if not like way more mysterious Um, i have some fun facts about the ocean you go ahead and tell me if you've heard these and if not i'm just gonna throw them at you we know more about the solar system than we do about our own oceans Yeah, I feel like everybody knows that. Uh, But here's a stat for you. Uh, We have have had nine more people go to the moon than we've had people go to the Mariana Trench. That almost doesn't surprise me because I haven't... Have you ever seen what's in the Mariana Trench? It's too dark. No, no. Look at some of the animals in the Mariana Trench and then go ahead and tell me if you would voluntarily get into a little ass submarine and make your way down there. Well, James Cameron did. And he's one of the three people who've been to the Mariana Twench. Twench? Oh, no. (laughs) The Mariana Trench. You can keep that. Sorry, is that different from the Mariana Trench? or The Twench is the giant gaping hole between our concrete slabs in our backyard. That's the Mariana (laughs) Twench. It uh, eats your ankle and your bike tires. No, uh, there have been 12 people on the moon and only three in the Mariana Trench. And zero in the Mariana Twins. Just my bike tires. <laughs> Did you know that over 90% of Earth's living species are aquatic? Yes. That's going off what we've seen like so far. I, like I feel like that 90 plus is going up higher every single day because I think it's crazy. Like Almost every day we're finding new 
fishy boys or squiddy boys or crustaceans or microorganisms that there's just a lot of stuff in that water that we don't we don't know about uh particularly in the deep deep part of the ocean have you seen the types of fish that live down there i know you just kind of like mentioned something do you go on google and just look up scary fish so yes because years ago when i was first in college I wanted to actually be a marine biologist, and I obviously don't do that right now because it's not really a great career path when you live in Chicago and you don't want to move. Limited opportunities. The lake is really big. It is a big lake. It's a really big lake. It's the best lake. Sometimes. It is. The ocean has an average depth of 12,100 feet, and that's not even counting like the trenches. Do you know how far it takes for light to no longer be able to light up the ocean do you know how far light goes how far 330 feet i'm not a math person but i did math that's 2.73 percent of light coverage the rest of the ocean is pitch dark or a variance of near pitch dark i was looking at anglerfish pictures and those things are absolutely horrifying i remember an anglerfish in finding nemo and i think that might be most people's first experience with the anglerfish it's just like in general um this thing has its own light source attached on its like head it's like like a little dangly thing to attract other fish i just think that's wild like i like i know i'm coming at this as a homo sapien and homo sapiens despite our like massive population like what are we at now like seven billion we're i think we're almost close to eight billion now we're like 0.01 percent of the world population of like existing things so like on a general like scale of value i feel like other animals would find us to be way weirder than they actually are but i think anglerfish are pretty weird so what does the anglerfish do with that light once the other fish come did they have like a rave? But anyways, I feel like our cats would think that we're weird. Like, do you ever like walk into the room and just have a little stare down with the cats? No, I feel their judgmental okay. eyes. It's not just me then. Anyway, fish are weird. Uh, maybe cool is a better word. Uh, they adapt super well to just about anything. Maybe the whole uh, angler fish with the lighty thing on their heads would be less weird if, if Homo sapiens had our own like shiny luminescent bacteria dangling thing from our faces wait i'm sorry are you saying that you don't have one? Oh no my mom told me this was normal <laughs> <laughs> um i have actually more facts i just got i got really down the rabbit hole with like fish stuff um the largest mountain range on the earth is actually inside the ocean i had no idea about this uh it's it's called the mid oceanic ridge and it's basically so big that it like lines the earth like a like um those red stitches on a baseball line of baseball that's pretty much how big this thing is it's basically runs like 40,390 miles and the largest out of water mountain range which is the andes is immediately like 4300 so it's pretty huge pretty huge so like what i'm saying is the ocean is this big beautiful deadly huge scary thing that makes islands of all we know if i get anything from this is that we need to invest more in ocean research and not just james cameron i think james cameron has to go back uh, actually in my favorite cartoon metalocalypse they decide to record a metal album in the 
deepest, darkest, most brutal part of the earth, which is the Mariana Trench. And then I think he deletes it because that's, that was like the running joke is that he would just keep erasing it. Uh, there's there's so much out there that we don't know and probably even more things about the ocean that we don't know that we don't know like i got a feel for all those sailors and those explorers of the old days we're talking like those guys who were just like let's go that way let's just go i hope we don't fall off the edge good luck everybody else (laughs) (laughs) the earth is not flat that's a really bold statement to make episode four is the earth flat It's going to be a really short one, people. I also feel for those guys whose jobs it was to, like, draw the maps of the ocean. Like, what kind of job is that? (laughs) How do you draw this? I'll just put a little scribbly here. Like, who's going to fact check that? (laughs) (laughs) Like, it's a super cool name. Do you know the name? Like, the proper name for the guy who makes the map? Cartographer? A cartographer. That's such a cool, such a cool. uh, Actually, also, I think a level in Halo 1, the cartographer. I think actually I would still prefer the title from last week of Fish Commissioner. Hello, I'm the Fish Commissioner. We're back to that again. (laughs) But anyways, like, could you imagine like I'm traveling to some unknown land and it's just some guys drawing. Um, I actually, I love the old maps uh, that have like the big cloud or like the angel in the corner, like blowing wind and the like random ship heading somewhere across the ocean. But don't go too far north because... With RBC monsters, specifically the Kraken. Dun, dun, dun. Are you telling me that the Kraken is more than just a delicious spiced rum? It is much more than that. And it's also much more than that thing from Clash of the Titans when Liam Neeson says, Release the Kraken. It's like a sea creature. It's, it's pretty awesome. Um, I was actually panicking as I was doing my studying for this topic because Clash of the Titans is essentially like a Greek mythology thing that we made into movies. Uh, but the Kraken is actually a like a mythological cephalopod-like sea monster. And it's actually not Greek. It's actually a, an old Norwegian myth, if you will. They always come up with the best shit. Like what? Name three things. Wow, okay. Or, or just one. If you're actually a fan, name their top <laughs> three hits. Oh no, here I go gateguarding Norway. <laughs> uh, it's gatekeeping. Oh no, did I just Did you just gatekeeping? gatekeeping? <laughs> All right, well, I think it's about time to wrap it up. Anyways, uh, Krakens. Uh, reference to the Kraken dates back to about 1250. In an old Norwegian text, I'm going to destroy this pronunciation here, uh, the Kongs Skugsga. Um, I'm going to read a little excerpt from it. There is a fish that is still unmentioned, which it is scarcely advisable to speak about on account of its size, because it will seem to most people incredible. There are only a very few who can speak upon it clearly, because it is seldom near land, nor appears where it may be seen by fishermen. And I suppose there are not many of this sort of fish in the sea. Most often in our tongue, we call it the hafgufa. Nor can I conclusively speak about its length in L's, because the times he has shown before men, he has appeared more like land than like a fish. More like land than like a fish. So he's huge. Big ol' fish boy. Uh, There's actually another text, uh, which is called the Ovar Oder. Again, sorry if you are fluent in Old Norwegian. Doing my best. 
This is essentially an old Norwegian hero like saga. Uh, in this text, he's sailing through the Greenland Sea and he encounters his own version of the Kraken. And they actually use the same word, the half gufa. He says, this is the largest monster in the sea. It is the nature of this creature to swallow men and ships and even whales and everything else within its reach. It stays submerged for days, then rears its head and nostrils above surface and stays that way at least until the change of the tide. This thing goes on to say that the jaws were so big that if you were sailing your ship between its jaws, you'd think you were sailing between two islands or like between cliffs. Just reiterating just how absolutely massive this thing is. We're going to go from these these myths and these stories, these like hero tales, and we're going to move into an attempt to create science and to be more scientific. Uh, it's a type of like biology almost. Uh, when I think of this time period, we're talking like 1750 for this specific uh, book, but I jump to like when they try and scientifically explain like demons or talk about these creatures that existed in mythology. They, they try and put them in science books next to like goldfish and rocks and turtles and stuff. So we have this guy by the name of Eric Pontopidin, and he compiled information in his book, The First Attempt at a Natural History of Norway. This was produced in Copenhagen around 1752. He describes the Kraken um, as being quite dangerous, but not for its like being a predator or anything. Um, I'm, I'm sure a vast majority of people who have heard of the Kraken think of it as being this like ship destroyer. Uh, he was saying it was more dangerous because of the whirlpools that it would create as it moved through the water. He definitely didn't forget to mention, though, that the Kraken was purely this, this like this force of nature, this massively destructive thing. Uh, he said that if the creature's arms were to lay hold of the largest man of war, they would pull it down to the bottom of the ocean. Uh, if you've never seen or heard of a man of war, look it up. It is basically just this really really cool name for a really really massive ship um, I, I don't know how they get all those ropes to stay in place those things are huge have you seen a man of war before i have those things are, are massive and you know it it's super cool to think about there being these um sea monsters i mean you know what for all we know they're actually are sea monsters you know like i'm 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 holding out for the kraken for many reasons in all reality uh, the fact what people thought to be the Kraken were most likely looking at giant squids, which are super badass in their own regard, but definitely not as deadly as their like mythological cousins, the Kraken. Um, other things that people might account for the Kraken um, are like volcanic gases escaping the well from the bottom of the ocean coming up through the water. They're like, what the heck's making those bubbles? Oh, it's the Kraken. Wait, so you see some bubbles in the water and you just immediately go to a giant... Sea creature. Yeah, totally logical. That makes a lot of sense. Yo, mythology is just science without knowing how stuff works. It's literally just like, why does the sun move? Oh, because that's a fire chariot with a guy behind it chasing a giant horse or something. Yeah, I would believe that. It's just volcano farts. <laughs> It's a kraken. I mean, I also I wanted to pick the kraken because I have a, a deep love for <laughs> the kraken. 
Because of Sea of Thieves. Absolutely because of Sea of Thieves. Um, my crew and I sail for the Kraken. We honor the Kraken. We sacrifice for the Kraken. Uh, we are occasionally forlorn by the Kraken, but the Kraken does giveth and taketh away. In, in, other, in other storytelling with uh, the Kraken, fishermen stories uh, fishermen being known for telling exceptionally bizarre tall tales and being good at telling tall tales uh fishermen believed that a particularly good haul was because they were fishing above a kraken that was underwater still so they thought there was this inherent danger of fishing uh in the kraken waters which were particularly in the north atlantic so there you have it krakens uh, a, a short history of Krakens, at least. I know that a lot of sailor stories involve, like the like the deadly Kraken. Um, I just think he's misunderstood, honestly. And, you know, if if this guy were to exist, you know, I, I'm sure he's just a really nice, misunderstood giant sea monster, sea person. Tries to give hugs and just strangles everyone that he tries to be friends with. Oh man, yeah, yeah. There's that too. There's that too. So as of right now, there is no official confirmation that the Kraken does exist. But considering how little we actually know about the ocean, I'm I'm counting on it that, that we're going to find a Kraken. And that's probably right before the aliens come. <laughs> and I, for one, will welcome the alien overlords. And then that's the end of 2020. <laughs> oh, no, we've got a few months still. Uh, maybe September is the Kraken month and um, October. That can be Alien Month, but yeah, that's that's Krakens. That's a, I think I can I can talk a lot more about Krakens, but I'm pretty sure I would just be talking about my Sea of Thieves adventures. I think to add to why the Kraken could actually be real is if you think of something like the giant squid that was historically thought of as a cryptid, and uh, it wasn't until about the 1870s that they had a a full carcass of a giant squid and it wasn't until the last 10 to 15 years that they finally took photos of a live giant squid they had always found different pieces uh, maybe a carcass that other animals had gotten to and uh, in some cases the pieces that washed up were sometimes thought of as uh, mermen (laughs) instead of being an actual (laughs) animal so it could be out there. We don't know. I want to believe. I want to believe. I just hope that it takes into account all the good things I've done for it in Sea of Thieves. All the good things you've just said. Has this entire episode been this has to been, flatter the Kraken? This has been to appease the Kraken so that if we're chasing a ship tonight, it'll like grab it for us. Good luck. So what are you going to talk about? While this is awkward, I was actually also going to talk about the Kraken. I genuinely didn't think it would take only three episodes for me to sabotage the show, but here we are. No, I'm just kidding. All right, maybe next time. Maybe next time. So this is a really weird topic. I had never heard about it before. This is not what I was expecting to write about for this week's episode, but I found it and I could not help myself. Uh, So similarly to how you started off with some facts, I would also like to start off with some facts. Lay them on me. About octopi. There's a theme tonight. There is a theme. There is a theme. Okay, so an octopus. I'm just going to pretend to be Miss Frazzle real quick. It's Miss Frizzle. Jesus. Keep it. Let's go. 
I'm going to be Miss Frizzle. Buckle in. All right. So octopi are a type of cephalopod. I think we've kind of already established that. And they are only found in salt water. At the time of this recording, there are around 300 known species of octopi, and you can find octopi in just about every ocean. The thing that's really cool about octopi is that they can live in warm waters or sub-zero temps. So I think they have found um, a type of octopus that has actually adapted to living in like the cold Antarctic waters, which is pretty neat. What can't those things do? I know. Octopi for president 2020. He's got my vote. <laughs> so octopi can live in water as deep as the Hadal Zone. It's the deepest region of the ocean within the oceanic trenches, uh, which is, for example, like the Mariana Trench. I am going to read a small snippet from ABC Science. Octopi can survive out of water for extended periods of time, and some, like the vampire squid escape from predators by hiding in water so low in oxygen that the fish chasing them would pass out. Another new species of pale octopus was found recently living at 2,400 meters depth around the hydrothermal vents near Antarctica. These vents produce high concentrations of hydrogen sulfide and temperatures exceed 382 degrees Celsius. I think that's such a crazy stat that the water is so cold, but the heat coming up from these like thermal vents is so hot science man and stuff lives there for every other poor american who uses fahrenheit 382 degrees celsius is approximately 719 degrees fahrenheit so it's pretty hot that's some spicy water that is super spicy water so why does all of this matter octopi are obviously not cryptids at least the known octopi, and they can clearly adapt to very harsh environments. But to this day, there are no known freshwater octopi. But just because they're not known right now doesn't mean that they don't exist. We can't say for absolute certainty that they don't exist. Enter the Oklahoma octopus. Player two is under the match. The Oklahoma octopus is said to inhabit three lakes in Oklahoma, Lake Thunderbird, Lake Ulaga, I think that's how you pronounce it, and Lake Tenkiller. Is it the same one? No. Interesting. They're not connected to my knowledge. Okay. So the Oklahoma octopus is said to attack and kill unsuspecting swimmers. And the part that is the scariest about the octopus from what people have described it as is that it allegedly measures the size of a horse, which is pretty big, and it resembles an octopus, hence Oklahoma octopus, with long tentacles, leathery reddish-brown skin, and if it mimics the giant Pacific octopus, it could have tentacles that boast the strength of a 200-pound man and a beak that it uses to kill prey. You always forget about the beak. I feel like it's just... I, It's so scary. Like, you think it's the suckers that are going to get you. No, nope, but just this little, little beak. I'm thinking about the beak. As of right now, there is no physical evidence that exists to prove that the Oklahoma octopus is real, unfortunately. 
but many people believe in it because of the high mortality rate and large number of unexplained drownings in those Oklahoma lakes, as well as some reported sightings. Cryptozoologists have pointed out that there are species of jellyfish that have been able to adapt from saltwater to freshwater, and they think that the same adaptation could be possible for a giant cephalopod that has been trapped in an inland lake when coastal waters recede. The fact that this is so possible is very upsetting. (laughs) Can you imagine just like the people who probably are afraid of the ocean because of all of the reasons that we just discussed and then learning that there could be like a very small possibility that one of those horrifying creatures could actually exist in the lake 100 percent. i think i think there's a thing there's a word for that people who are like afraid of the ocean thalassophobia thassilophobia it's something like that it's thalassophobia or, or something it literally means like ocean fear thalassophobia final answer I feel like it's harder to say that than it is to say like, yo, I'm just fucking scared of the ocean, but to each their own. So I tried to do some research into the drownings of these specific lakes. And unfortunately, Oklahoma doesn't seem to keep great public stats around drownings. I think on average, there's something like 60 Oklahomans drown every year. But the only real thing I could find was individual news articles for these, unfortunately. So Um, I'm not able to give a hard number, but a lot of the discussion that I read online, people were trying to figure out how much alcohol played a factor in the high number of drownings for these lakes. And in a lot of the cases, it seems like people were not wearing life vests. So it's very possible that if you get on a boat and you're maybe overindulging in some alcohol and you happen to fall overboard, um, it could be much more fatal than it would be if you had not indulged or if you had been wearing a life jacket. Something I would recommend to everybody listening to this episode is go to YouTube after you're done with this and type in Oklahoma Octopus Lost Tapes. If anyone remembers what Lost Tapes was, it was a show by Animal Planet entirely around cryptids, uh, maybe some non-cryptid features, but Animal Planet ran an episode of Lost Tapes around the Oklahoma octopus, and I maybe would have been scared of it if I was like 17, I'm like homesick from school, and I just happen to find it on TV. Um, it, it could be somewhat convincing, but watching it right now in 2020, it's just very cheesy. It's maybe 20 minutes long. It's well worth the watch, but it's cheesy enough to be the aquatic cryptid version of when you were in high school right before prom and they brought in like that fake car crash with your fake dead classmates to scare you into not drunk driving. But it's basically telling you to not go swimming in these three lakes in Oklahoma. Because of the octopus. Because of the octopus. Because of the octopus. It's like Jaws, but it's like beak. There was one possible confirmation thought to be of the Oklahoma octopus. So I will read a small snippet. Officials confirmed that a local lake goer found an octopus in Oklahoma's Grand Lake. According to the Grand River Dam Authority, the octopus was part of a seafood buffet at the nearby yacht club. Someone reportedly threw it into the water as a joke, where the lake goer later spotted it. Oh no. 
That is the closest thing to proof that we have of the Oklahoma octopus. That's proof. That is proof. It's in the pudding. Some people do think that these drownings have less to do with an Oklahoma octopus and more to do with a giant catfish, which I actually kind of think is scary. <laughs> Get on that show, catfish. Oh, gosh. The Neve just pops out of the water. But there are also some scientific reasons for why the Oklahoma octopus would probably be a little bit far-fetched. So in the way that jellyfish have been able to adapt to freshwater... Uh, octopi are not believed to be able to adapt in the same way to their surroundings. The first reason is that it would just require extreme changes in their physiology, which no cephalopod has been known to be able to do. Again, we don't really know. It's possible we learn this in like 45 years from now. But as of right now, it's not something that's known to do. The other reason is that Oklahoma's lakes are actually man-made and they were constructed in the mid-20th century. And the octopus would have had to adapt to freshwater and at some point make its way up the Mississippi and subsequent smaller rivers, swimming upstream and navigating numerous dams. Which is basically the equivalent of, I walked to school uphill both ways in the snow when I was your age. Whenever I find out that a lake was man-made. I always kind of wonder the process of how the heck you do that. And then you have an octopus living in it all of a sudden. The last reason for why the Oklahoma octopus is being doubted is because of all of the sightings that people have had, there has not been a single picture that has been taken. Not one. Not, not a one. No pictures, unfortunately. It really lets you imagine and... In the end, your imagination's always way better than the reality. It's like the scary monster in a movie is always scarier in your mind. And then it's like a clown or something. Unless you're watching the Babadook and then that's actually... Babadook was, was very unsettling. It's actually as scary as you think. So that's the Oklahoma octopus. Uh, I hope that at some point in our lifetime we could prove it to be true. Because I just think that would be really neat. I just hope that the topics of our talks today, uh, the Kraken and the octopus, we'll get uh, 16 thumbs up from them. From the Kraken? And oh, that's the a, octopus. That's a they're, joke. They're that's all a, giving that's 16. That's a joke based on the... Because the, the amount of limbs they have. really funny. That was really funny. That almost went over my head. Don't look at me like that. So that's it for Aquatic Cryptids today. Thanks for joining. I can only wonder what our next topic will be guess we'll find out next time if you liked today's episode about aquatic cryptids and you like our show we would very kindly ask you to tell your friends about us and maybe tell your parents and if you feel so inclined please leave us a review on whichever platform it is that you listen on uh, including like apple podcast stitcher and if you leave us a review and you take a screenshot of it and you send it to us, we will send you your very own Boost and Confused sticker for free. It's free. So thank you very much for listening and we hope to see you next week. Thanks a lot, everybody. Bye. Okay, bye. Did you know that the ocean, the average depth, <laughs> the average depth of the ocean is... Yes, Starbuck? What's up, cat? Hi. I'm sorry. Are you a are you a Mariana Trench denier?
Yeah, it doesn't exist. <laughs> Stanley Kubrick faked the moon landings. 